0: Hi, this is Ask Mom RN with your host, Tamara Walker. I'm a mom of two, a pediatric registered nurse, and your friend. I give practical advice to raise a healthier, safer, and happier family. Moms, you must be proactive when it comes to your child's health. By taking preventative measures you can help your kids stay healthy throughout the school year. I remember very clearly receiving that phone call. My phone rang and I took a look at the number that was calling me and my heart sank. It was the school and my I started wondering what what's wrong? What happened? Why is the school calling? And I answered the phone. And then there was this weak little voice on the other end. Mommy, can you come pick me up? I threw up in the hallway. I tried to make it to the bathroom, but I couldn't. I don't feel good. Mommy, can you come get me? My heart broke for my little boy. And I knew that he was miserable, and I felt miserable for him. And I told him I would be right there to come and pick him up. And I hung up the phone and instantly started worrying. He, oh, did I miss something? Was was he sick this morning and I shouldn't have sent him to school? I thought back over the morning, and well, he was maybe not quite so his happy-go-lucky self. He, he seemed a little tireder than usual, but he didn't seem sick and, and he sure didn't, you know, seem to be nauseous Um, he ate his breakfast but I questioned myself and whether I should have kept him home and I just felt terrible for him so of course I went and picked him up from school and brought him home and thankfully it was just a 24-hour bug but then of course I worried about the rest of the family getting sick or I had daycare kids as well that I took care of in my home and I had to isolate you know my my child from them so to try to prevent it from spreading because once one kid gets sick you know how it can go it can very easily spread and that happens quite frequently in our schools school kids get sick all the time because they're in close contact with each other and they're spreading all those germs you know these are the Time of year when kids are going back to school all across the country, and when we get into September and October and the fall months, and then into the winter, illnesses start spreading through the schools like wildfire. And it can be really difficult to keep your child healthy and prevent them from getting sick. But it's so important that we try and that we take preventative measures. Because, first of all, we want to keep our kids healthy and happy, right? And then, secondly, we don't want them to be absent from school any more than they have to be. School absenteeism from illness is a big deal. In the United States, there are approximately 164 million lost school days each school year among students in kindergarten. To grade 12 and that averages out to about four and a half sick days per student per year and in fact some studies have shown that kindergartners on average get 12 colds a year with older kids getting about seven getting sick during the school year not only is no fun but it can really have consequences Keeping our kids from learning, spreading to other family members, spreading to teachers, spreading throughout the school. We need to take proactive measures and do all that we can to keep our kids healthy. Now, I know what you're thinking. My kids are going to get sick during the school year. It's just inevitable. It just, it's going to happen. It can't be helped. And the truth is, you know, sometimes we can't always prevent every illness. Sometimes, yes, our kids will get sick. But there are steps we can take to keep them healthy and to prevent them from getting sick. So even if we just cut down on the number of illnesses that they have, we're going to do a lot of good. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. We've all heard that old saying, and it's really true. Taking proactive measures to keep your kids healthy can keep them healthier, happier, and keep them from missing school. So here are some ways that we can be proactive tips that we can use to try to keep our kids healthier this school year which is also going to help keep our families healthier and hopefully help protect the school as well if every parent used these tips to keep their kids healthy we would have fewer illnesses going around school so these are my tips to help your kids stay healthy throughout the school year Number one, first and foremost, the most popular tip, number one recommended by school nurses across the United States. Can you take a guess? Good hand washing. Good hand washing is critical. It's so important because it is our first line of defense from spreading a lot of different germs that can cause illnesses. So teach your child to always wash their hands after they use the bathroom, before they eat, and after they play outside. Kids should lather up with soap and scrub the palms and the backs of their hands and in between their fingers and under their fingernails for as long as it takes to sing the happy birthday song two times and then they need to rinse their hands well and pat them dry. You don't have to use hot water. Warm water is fine with a good soap. It doesn't even have to be antibacterial soap. There's been a lot of controversy over the years and um, concerns about antibacterial soap. Just a good soap. Use it. Teach your child how to wash their hands properly and well. And make sure that they're developing that as a habit. I can't tell you how many kids I've taken care of over the years who would go to the bathroom and come out without washing their hands or would sit down to eat without washing their hands. And I'd have to remind them, let's go wash your hands before you do anything else. Because it is so important. I've known a lot of parents who don't develop their habit in their kids. They just kind of let it go and, oh, you know, their kids will figure it out. No, we have to teach them. So when you're potty training them or even when they're still in diapers and you're changing their diapers, make it a habit of after changing the diaper, clean their hands off with a baby wipe or go wash their hands. Yes, maybe they weren't touching down there, but it gets that mindset develop that habit of this is what we do after we go to the bathroom. We wash our hands. Same thing before eating. If they've been playing outside, if they've touched anything dirty, like, you know, maybe they've tied their shoes or you know, been on the playing on the floor. Anytime that they need to wash their hands, help them remember to Sing the happy birthday song twice. Scrub up those hands really good, lather them well, and then rinse them well. Good hand washing is going to really help cut down on illnesses. It's number one. It's so important. Our skin is our first line of defense against bacteria and viruses. So we need to take good care of our skin, and part of that is good hand washing. And if you think about it, you're touching things all day long with your fingers and your hands. You're picking up germs with everything you touch. So everything your child comes in contact with and touches, if they are not washing their hands frequently, they're spreading those germs to the rest of their body. If they touch their face, if they put their fingers in their mouth, if they touch their eyes, if they touch their nose, All those germs they came into contact with on their fingers are now on their face or in their body if they've put their fingers in their mouth. Good hand washing. It is so important. Number two, our second tip for keeping your kids healthy this school year is providing a nutritious diet. We've talked about this before, about how important good nutrition is. Good nutrition helps your body function. It helps it to build immunity. It helps it to stay healthy. So your child needs to be eating a healthy, nutritious diet with plenty of leafy greens and other vegetables, fruits, and a proper balance of protein, carbohydrates, and fats. Good nutrition is really important to helping the body develop a strong immune system. And kids especially, as they're growing, their immune system is still developing when they're very young. That's why they get colds and illnesses so frequently when they're little. Their body is still trying to develop that immunity. And a good nutritious diet is going to be an important part of helping that immune system to develop well and to function properly. Our third tip is getting enough sleep. We've talked about this before in the show as well. If you haven't listened to the episode about helping your family to get a good night's sleep, go and check it out, momrn.com. To search for sleep, it should come up, or search through the podcasts. listen to that episode. Getting a good night's sleep is so critically important for all members of a family, but especially for our kids, because sleep is the body's way of restoring itself. And when we're not getting enough sleep, it weakens the body's resistance to germs and to illnesses. And it can have other negative health consequences as well. But especially for our kids, they need a lot of sleep. They need good quality sleep because not only is it helping their bodies to refresh and restore and recharge and to develop that immunity, but it's also growing. Their bodies are still growing and developing. And they need a good night's sleep in order to grow and be healthy. So they need between 8 to 12 hours of sleep, depending on their age. And they need to have a consistent bedtime and a consistent wake-up time so that they get the sleep that they need. And so even on weekends, if you vary their bedtime or their wake-up time or both by a a drastic amount on the weekends it can really mess them up for the next week so try to keep as consistent as possible you know maybe let them stay up a little bit later half an hour later an hour later maybe sleep in a little bit later on the weekend but you don't want to vary it by too much because it'll throw them off come Monday when they're in school and they're tired because their sleep schedule is messed up. So have a consistent bedtime, a consistent wake up time and make sure that they're getting enough hours of sleep in the night. You know, back when I was a kid, I remember going to bed at like seven or seven thirty at night when I was in elementary school, I wasn't allowed to stay up until nine until I was probably late junior high, maybe even the beginning of high school. And I tried to do that with my kids as well when they were growing up, give them a good bedtime that would help them get the maximum amount of sleep that they could. But I know a lot of parents these days that allow their young children to stay up until they go to bed, you know, and it may be 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night. And then they're having to get up the next morning and they're wondering, you know, why is my kid so cranky during the day? Why is my kid having problems focusing in school? You need to take a look at their sleep. If they're not getting enough sleep, they're going to have trouble learning. And their body is going to have more trouble fighting off those illnesses that are going around the school. So get Your child to go to bed and get enough sleep at night that is so important for their health number four keep current on their immunization if your child is in public school then they are required by the state whatever state you live in may have some different variations on what your school district requires or what your state requires for immunizations, but every state has requirements for what your child has to have in order to be in the public school system. So you need to make sure not only that you're compliant with that if your child's in public school, but also just for your child's health, because that's the main thing that's important here. Keeping your child healthy and safe. So check with your child's pediatrician or their family doctor. Find out what immunizations they've already had. You should have their shot records. If you don't have their shot records, request a copy from your child's doctor. And find out what they still need and when. And then if you have children that are getting into middle school, junior high, high school, you need to check and see what boosters they might be due for because a lot of parents remember when their children are young and they're getting their immunizations on time and then tend to forget with the older kids, oh, yeah, you know, they need an, a booster on their tetanus or they need a um, meningitis shot. Um, check and see what your doctor recommends. Talk with your doctor. Find out. When they're due, for which shots and keep them current? Immunization save lives. And I know there's a lot of controversy surrounding vaccines and their safety. There's a lot of arguments on both sides. Bottom line, you have to decide what you feel is the best for your child, along with talking with your child's doctor and working as a team together to keep your child healthy. But as a pediatric nurse, having done a lot of reading and research into different vaccines and vaccine schedule, because I try to keep an open mind and, and I know that parents worry over whether these are safe and, you know, what's in them. All the questions that we have about vaccines, believe me, I've been there. I'm a mom, too. And I know that you want to make sure that you're doing the best for your child. I firmly believe that vaccines save lives and that most of the vaccines that are recommended for our children are safe and need to be given to them. Because the illnesses that these vaccines prevent can be far, far, far worse than any potential adverse effects they may have from the vaccine. So do your research. Do your homework. Find out what your doctor recommends. Work with your doctor as a team. It's not an us versus them. We need to be a team player with our children's health care providers in order to do what is best for our kids. So I do believe that immunizations are important and that they save lives. Number five, and I know this is a toughie, but keep your sick kids at home. Don't Send your kids to school if they have any symptoms of being sick or you think that they're sick or they have been sick and they're not completely over it. Now, I know if you are a, a working parent, well, all parents are working. <laughs> Parenting's a hard job, right? But if you work outside the home or even if you work at home and you have a job that you do at home like I do, I know that when our kids get sick it can really make it tough on us to have to miss work. I get that. I've been there. When my oldest child was a baby, from the time he was born until he was a year and a half old, I was working outside the home as a nurse. And he kept he was in daycare. He had so many ear infections. Was sick so often that I missed so much work that I was actually in danger of losing my job. I got put on probation basically. Um, And then, and my husband was trying to take off when he could and we were trying to trade off. He was kind of almost in the same situation too of, you know, you can't keep missing work, but we had no family members in our town where we lived. We had no family no really close friends that we could, you know, that weren't working, that could have, you know, stayed with our child. So if our child couldn't go to daycare, we had to have somebody, you know, it had to be me or him. One of us had to stay home and miss work if our baby was too sick to go to daycare. And I remember how stressful that was. It was incredibly, incredibly stressful because it's like, one of us is going to lose our jobs or both of us because we're having to miss so much work. And that was before our kid was even in school. So I know it's tough when your child can't go to school, but you can't miss work and you don't know what to do. I feel for you. I've been there. It's a tough situation to be in. But what you've got to remember is your child comes first and your child's health has to come first. So be proactive. Make a plan. You know that it's very possible your child may get sick at some point during the school year. If that happens, you need to have a plan in place so that you can either stay home with them or have someone else stay home with them so that they're not having to be at the school and be sick and be spreading those germs everywhere. And being miserable at school is no fun for your child. When kids are sick, they need to be home, if at all possible. Sending your child to school with a contagious illness exposes the other children, it exposes the teachers, and it can lead to a vicious cycle of illness that can make the rounds and it can go around a few times. It's not uncommon. For a kid to get reinfected after they've already had something because it's made the rounds through the school again and oh look they're sick again. Do your best to keep your child home when they are sick so that they can get the rest they need so that they can heal so that they're not sitting in school feeling horrible and miserable because if they're feeling horrible and miserable they're not learning anyway. They're not able to pay attention and learn. Keep them home. Make a plan if you're not able to stay home with them to have someone else take care of them so that they don't have to be at the school infecting everybody else and feeling horrible. And your kid needs to be fever free for 24 hours without medication before you send them back to school. So that doesn't mean, oh, you gave them Tylenol or you gave them ibuprofen and their fever went down and, oh, now they're fever-free. I can send them off to school. No, they need to be fever-free without the aid of fever-reducing medication because if they have a fever, then they are contagious and they're going to be spreading those germs. And they probably don't feel well. Even after pain reliever, they may not feel very good, depending on what they have. And so I can't tell you how many times over the years when I was doing daycare in my home where a parent would show up with their child and, oh, well, she felt a little warm this morning. So I took her temperature and she had a little bit of a fever. So I gave her Tylenol and now she's fine. And I would just cringe. And I'd have to tell them, you know, I'm sorry, if your child is running a fever, they need to be home. They can't come to daycare with a fever. But, oh, their fever is gone because I gave them Tylenol. No, the Tylenol brought the temperature down, but that doesn't mean that they're fever free. It does, That's a, a symptom. That's not the illness itself. It didn't cure them. And it took sometimes a while to get parents to understand the difference. That if your child is running a fever, don't send them to daycare or to school until they're no longer running a fever, even when you don't get the medicine. And I know that's hard because it may be a couple of days or it may be three days. It, you know, kids can run a fever for a few days even depending on what they're sick with and depending on the child because fever is just a symptom and every child is different. Some kids run high fevers. Some kids run low fevers. Some kids run no fever at all. You know, there was a time where my youngest child, he could have a double ear infection and a throat infection and have no fever. Whereas my oldest child could have a mild cold or an illness and have a sky-high fever. So... You just have to know your child and you have to be sure that you are keeping them home when they have these symptoms. And if your child is vomiting, they need to have not thrown up for 24 hours before you send them back to school. If they have diarrhea, then it really is going to kind of depend on how bad is it. Are they needing to stay by the bathroom? Because if they're needing to stay by the bathroom, then don't be sending them to school You know, if they're having a lot of diarrhea, they need to stay home. Um, If they're having other symptoms, especially along with it, they need to be home. You know, if they have a cold, depending on how severe it is, you may need to keep them home. And if you think that they're, you know, sick enough to see a doctor, then they need to be staying home and not going until the doctor clears them and and tells you when it's okay to send them back to school. So please keep your kids home from school when they are sick for their sake and for the sake of everyone else at the school. Once those illnesses start making their rounds, it is not fun, and it can get everybody sick. So use these tips to keep your kids healthy this school year. Just to quickly reiterate, number one, good hand washing. Make sure your kids know how to wash their hands well and make sure that they're doing it on a frequent basis. Number two, feed your child a nutritious diet. Nutritious diet is a big component of keeping your kids healthy and helping them to develop a strong immune system. Number three, get enough sleep. Your child needs a good night's sleep to help them grow and develop and to help develop a strong, healthy immune system and keep that immune system strong. Number four, keep them current on their immunization. Talk with your child's doctor. Find out what they need and when they need it. Number five, if your child does get sick, keep them home until they no longer have symptoms. Now, this is my favorite time of the show. This is where I get to answer your questions. And today we have a question from Terry. And Terry asks, Hi, Tamara. Is it okay to send my kid to school if their sibling or another family member is sick? I'm never sure if I should just keep her home or not in case she starts getting sick, too. Thanks, Terry. Hey, Terry, this is a great question because this happens all the time, right? I mean, if your child has a sibling or another family member who has come down with a contagious illness and You're not sure is it okay for me to send my kid to school or not because what if they start getting symptoms while they're there or what if they get sick? I know that's a difficult position to be in. It's hard to know what to do. But I would say as long as your child is symptom-free, then it's probably safe to go ahead and send them to school. Yes, you can't guarantee that they're not going to come down with it, that they're not going to get sick while they're at school. But if they're symptom-free, then you can go ahead and send them to school because they may be fine. They may end up not getting sick at all. It's hard to predict the future. You can't always know what's going to happen. But if your child does start showing symptoms, then, of course, do keep them home because they may come down with the same illness and need to be out of school for however long it takes to get over that so you know this is a common problem that families face all the time you know sometimes when one kid gets sick they all get sick but sometimes one gets sick and the others are just fine so it's hard to know so as long as they're symptom free go ahead and send them to school but if they do start showing any symptoms keep them home So moms, you must be proactive when it comes to your child's health. So use these tips that I have shared today to help your kids stay healthy throughout the school year. Yes, it's not always possible 100% of the time to keep our kids from getting sick, especially when they're in school or daycare. But we can drastically reduce the number of illnesses that they have to deal with If we take these preventative measures, if we're proactive and we're doing all we can to keep them healthy and to help them build a strong immune system. So use the tips that we talked about today and best wishes to you and your family on this new school year. To all the kids that are going back to school, I wish you a very happy and very healthy, safe school year. And a great school year of learning. I know for kids in our area, they're going back to school next week. A week from today, I believe, is when our city starts their school year. And um, and then my youngest is starting uh, his very last semester of college here in about a week and a half. And, you know, the back-to-school season is upon us, and it can be an exciting time. And it can be a fun time. And I hope that everyone has a fantastic, healthy, happy school year. Moms, thank you for listening today. It's been great being with you. I look forward to being back with you next week here on Ask Mom RN. You've been listening to Ask Mom RN. I'm your host, Tamara Walker. And you can connect with me by going to momrn.com. You can find all of our past episodes. If you've missed any episodes of Ask Mom RN, they are all available for you at your convenience at momrn.com. And also they are available on iTunes. So I would encourage you to check out any episodes that you've missed previously. And I look forward to sharing more tips with you next week to keep your kids healthier, safer, and happy.